Good evening. This is Fake News Network. I'm Brooke Armstrong. And I'm Ken Berselli. What? Give, Give me, me that, that script. Crap. Um, here are your top stories this news hour. India's interplanetary space probe, launched in secret 14 years ago, may have found another Earth. And who knew terrorism could be so hard? We bring you a heart-wrenching story on that. Also, someone breaks into Drake's house and steals something. What is it they took? Just one of millions of stories that we don't cover today. Yes, but first, we begin with our top story. Sotheby's, the world's most renowned luxury auction house, probably, is about to rewrite its own history, auctioning off a live animal for its first time ever. But this is no ordinary animal. The creature in question is an ultra-rare hairless cat. In fact, this feline is so genetically rare, it is estimated it will sell easily for more than $1.2 million today. We take you to New York City, where FNN's reporter Blake Anson Steele will be covering this incredible auction live. Blake, glad to have you back. Thought you were definitely dead after you fell out of that chopper in Iraq. But anywho, you're with us right now, and we're eager to hear all the buzz about this historic auction. Ken, yeah, thanks for this fluff story. Not my thing, but whatever. I'm here in the exhibition area where prospective buyers get one last chance to eyeball all the items before they cross the auction block. Now, I'm a little tipsy, of course, so the sprained ankle doesn't help, but a few shots of bourbon sure did. A lot of snotty people here dressed in their ridiculous furs and tuxes. Oh, God. Kim Kardashian's here. Now, for me, that is the on my ice cream sundae. Regardless, let's go find that cat you're all interested about. Gross. It looks like a scrotum. Well, that's a pretty graphic description. Yeah, but there's no other way to describe it, Brooke. It just looks fugly. Evil, even. Like it was forged in the guts of hell. Who in their right f***ing mind would want this thing? I wonder what its skin feels like. Sorry, just trying to figure out how to open this damn cage. Relax, cat. I just want to... Ah! You bit my hand, you f***ing cat! Oh, shit! Shit, it got out! God damn it! Oh, oh my god, I gotta get it back! Guys, the cat just bolted! It's gone! Right out the front doors! Blake, get out of there, quick! Already on it, taxi! Um, so that was Blake Anson Steele reporting live from New York City. Tell me we're insured against this kind of thing. Attempts at committing a deadly terrorist attack on U.S. soil could not get this bad. Jake Bubba Jackson, an American citizen who became radicalized over YouTube or something, is now ranked as the world's most useless jihadist by the CIA, Homeland Security, Interpol, as well as Al-Qaeda. Bubba Jackson was first flagged as radical in 2003, but following 113 failed attempts to detonate himself in public, he's now considered super unflagged by any law enforcement authority that matters. FNN asked Mr. Jackson why he was so explosively impotent, but he immediately went on the defense. 
You know, this is just not fair to me. I called technical support, but I couldn't understand a damn word they were saying. F***ing immigrants. How come the price of admission to a jihad is so high? Jackson's ineptitude is so notorious, bookies in London, England are running bets against him. Hell, we put $10 down for him. If he finally manages to yank one off, though, we're out of here. Right. You still owe me five bucks for that. And you call me an entitled bitch? Double disgraced former President Bill Clinton and local Cincinnati Imam Mohammed Alwari had a meeting today to discuss the upcoming marijuana legislation and its place within the local Muslim community. The meeting was conducted behind closed doors, and when asked for a comment, the Imam seemed positive about the talk, saying, quote, It was a great discussion. After all, Muslims have been getting stoned for centuries. End quote. Um. Don't say it, just realized it. <laughs> Buy American, hire American. As divisive as his campaign was, those two lame slogans floated Donald Trump right into the White House. But his latest executive order is pissing people off more than usual. Trump has decreed that all U.S. citizens must also marry American. This means no more hot Brazilians, Poles, Cubans, Asians, Indians, Russians. Uh, you get the picture. Apparently, the Donald wants to ensure that his most prized import is not outdone by other imports. Speaking of Russians, the Democrats called for it, the Trump administration fought it, but now the U.S. Department of Justice has taken unprecedented action in its investigation into elected officials with any past ties with Russia. President Trump's administration faced exceptional scrutiny over these ties, but the DOJ has laid down the law deciding that any official with previous contact with any Russian ever must immediately resign their post. Folks, the United States no longer has a government, and Americans fleeing to Mexico are being foiled by the huge, tremendous wall that former President Trump built. It's terrific. Multiple states across the country, including its largest state, Canada, are pushing forward with agendas to finally legalize the recreational use of marijuana. This has numerous police forces around the nation up in arms as they have one less tool available to plant evidence on, quote, black or Hispanic suspects, end quote. However, in business news, these new policies have exchange-traded shares skyrocketing for the maker of Doritos. A gay San Francisco couple's tiff brings shame to the entire squiggly community. John Wiggles, suspecting his partner Alfred Biggins of a nine-year-long momentary act of infidelity, posted a fake ad as Alfred on the infamous online LGBTQ dating website Itchy Bunghole. Wiggles allegedly tried to embarrass his former partner by using the false profile to lure unsuspecting interested parties to Biggins' workplace, but the ruse failed, probably because Biggins' face kind of resembles cottage cheese spilt over a shoe. In New York, a Brooklyn man is contemplating suing Ferrari after his new Ferrari sports coupe failed to attract any female attraction. With more on this story, we turn to FNN's Stan Calloway. Stan. Brooke, I'm standing outside this swanky dealership right now. The plaintiff in this lawsuit is 58-year-old Guido Zamboni, a man who alleges the regional Ferrari dealership unethically took advantage of one of his primary mental conditions a severe case of midlife crisis. Zamboni says he originally walked into the dealership believing that Ferraris were so-called babe magnets, but his two-seater drop top, he says, is about as magnetic as a pile of dirty socks. 
The salesperson, he says, promised him that he'd be beating off the chicks with heavy objects, but after three months of driving with the top down, Zamboni says all he got was a severe sunburn on his balding head and possibly melanoma, as well as a lot of dirty looks from normal folks. Mr. Zamboni's lawyer, Saul something or other, is filing for half a million dollars in punitive damages for the misleading sales pitch. Stan, this is the first time we've heard anything like this. Usually any guy driving a Ferrari winds up with a cheap chick on his arm. Brooke, far be it for me to judge another guy, but I may have figured this one out. You see, Zamboni looks quite literally like a Zamboni. Even his mother might have regretted his birth. Back to you, Brooke. Thank you, Stan. FNN's Stan Calloway reporting live from New York. Apple announces that its latest iPhone models to be released near the end of this year will, quote, be a complete overhaul, end quote, of what we currently know the iPhone to be. With now three anticipated tiers in this product lineup, the flagship phone may finally feature a curved AMOLED display similar to Samsung's, its number one competitor. Regardless of the physical and technical improvements, devoted Apple fans can be assured that they will have to upgrade to iTunes nearly every day, and that also any slightest breeze will cause catastrophic damage to their shatter-prone screens. Tennis legend Serena Williams has set off enormous speculation on social media, posting a photo of herself sporting a big-ass belly with the caption reading, 20 weeks. Now the 35-year-old athlete spokesperson is confirming that Williams is indeed pregnant. Williams became engaged last year to Alexis Ohanian, one of the co-founders of the popular social blogging site Reddit. Uh, this just in, we are learning that Ohanian is terminating his relationship with Williams, saying he feels completely betrayed that when she announced her pregnancy, she did it on Snapchat instead of Reddit. Well, that was crappy of her. So crappy. Speaking of social media, Facebook, Instagram, even Google are all taking steps to force users to clean up their social media habits. Users are no longer permitted to committing one of the biggest and most favorite social media faux pas, liking your own posts. Obviously, we're not happy with this as most of our show's likes come from ourselves. And now, reporting live from a garbage dump, we take you to FNN's Jenna Ferguson, who's got your weather report. Jenna? Seriously, guys. A garbage dump. F*** you. Who the f***'s idea was this? <sighs> yeah, so, so anyways, your weather report. Uh, where you are in the world, the weather is going to be crap. And you and your friends and your relatives are going to complain about it. It's going to be too hot, too cold, too wet, and too dry. Oh, and too windy. Uh, or you're gonna wish there was wind. <laughs> and why? Because everyone's just a negative Jenna Ferguson for FNN News reporting from this- Oh! Oh my god, that's an ear! We take you now to entertainment, being covered this week by Edward Boyd. Ed, we hear there's nothing happening in entertainment this week. <laughs> Quite the contrary, Ken. Right now in Tokyo, Japan, the venerable Backstreet Boys are about to perform a one-time, one-off reunion concert, and it will be broadcast all around the world simultaneously on all radio station frequencies. Tickets went on sale last summer, and so far, an enormous 44 seats have been sold. Oh, here we go. Everybody, yeah. 
Ed, sorry, we have to break away from you, but we have faking news from India where FNN's reporter Neil Jenkins is covering live. We've just learned that 14 years ago, India secretly launched an interstellar probe with a secret super-fast propulsion system, all in a quest to seek out another habitable planet like Earth. And after nearly one and a half decades, the probe has reached its destination. We have with us in studio Dr. Stefan Oppenheimer from NASA for comment as the story unfolds. Neil, this is incredible news. Very difficult to comprehend that India kept the mission completely under wraps for this long. Absolutely. India has given FN and exclusive coverage. And yes, so hard to believe that such an astonishing program could be kept secret for so long. I have been told that in the decade and a half, many people on this remarkable team have gotten older, had children, and lost loved ones. I'm in the Mission Control Center right now. There's a lot of excitement and worry. Neil, we have Dr. Oppenheimer here to guide us through the scientific verification process. Tell us, what is the team doing there right now? Well, what they're telling me is that the probe is coming online right now after 14 years of being dormant to conserve power. Actually, once the startup procedures are done, we should begin receiving readings from the probe. Hold on. Shut off. Injection conditions are achieved. Excellent. Let's get these images up right away so our audience can see them. Um, this is a radio show. Right. Uh, Neil, we can't show our audience anything. Thanks for making me look like a complete idiot, doctor. Well, it wasn't that difficult, apparently. Wait, Ken. They're saying the probe has picked up an audio broadcast from the surface of the planet which indicates we may have made first contact with another intelligent species. They're patching that through to us right now. Neil, we're putting it through on our end right now. What? What? Well, the telemetry data is showing that the probe is in orbit around Earth. Sorry, gentlemen, but we have to break away from this story. Word is just in that the Indian government has fired any and all personnel tied to its interstellar planetary probe program, including our reporter, Neil Jenkins. What? Well, thanks for joining us, and thanks for supporting the Internet. I'm Ken Berselli. And I'm Brooke Armstrong. Now get off the Internet and get back to real life.